Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> wherever you are. I'm so glad you guys came back after last week. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in. <laughs> no. The I already know what you're going to do. <laughs> Why didn't I see this coming? <laughs> the she. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can write these if you Look. want, okay? Look. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> this is about to happen. <laughs> it's happening right now. Are you ready? <laughs> go, go. <laughs> We're going to put the she in insecurity. <laughs> oh, yep. And there it was. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? I don't know at this point. I have less cohesive thoughts in my brain than ever before so and i don't usually write the sheer her so it's very easy for me to look on and be like i could do so much better and as my I brain told would you, be like i don't know words anymore fan submissions make sure i never do it so right i cannot i cannot do it but hey maybe if you send one and it's like hey never use this one <laughs> Right, just do some like reverse mm. psychology on me. Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, is now we can't even find words with those words in them. Right. We can only hear those words in words where they're not. That's all I can do. I just This hear. is what we've become. <laughs> you know what? This is episode 130. Right. For at least 50 episodes, we used real words. At least. At least. So, you know... Get out of here. Hi, my name we'll is... We'll go back to it one day when they write more words. <laughs> it's not our fault. There's not enough words. <laughs> my name is Summer. My name is Summer Yeager. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And the thing about Joy that I really appreciate is... As I prepared for this episode, I realized that I have never, ever once thought that hair padding would encourage you. <laughs> oh, in yeah, fact, good. And that's the mark of a godly woman. Good. Just so you know. In fact, there have been times where my knee jerk reaction, the easiest thing to say would have been a nice hair pat. And I was right. like, oh, don't say that to Joy. She'd hate that. <laughs> She would not. She does not want to hear that. A lot of us, we like the hair pat, but we also kind of know a little bit when it's happening. When it's happening and it's not cute. The hair pat is like, it's that voice you just did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Princess. And just imagine like a little hair, a pat on the hair, which is what you do to your animals. And it's not totally inappropriate at all times, but. Most of the time. Yeah. It's not the best. Not the best um, we're, we're not saying don't ever be consoling 
what we're saying is hair padding is not consoling. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you're right. I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And the thing about Summer that you should know is that she has to adjust according to daylight savings. Uh, and actually, probably almost everyone who's listening to this also has to do that. Blah. But I don't, so I'm bringing it up. Blah. I hate it. Being from a state that does not do daylight savings, doing daylight savings is really, really hard. Right. And I do not understand it. I understand it less now that I'm doing it. (laughs) Now that I live in a state where I have to change the clock for no real reason that benefits my life, that just makes me tired and makes my kids tired and makes bedtime more difficult, I am not a fan. Why don't we quit it? Didn't Trump promise he was going to get rid of daylight savings? Because we already quit it. Oh, yeah. We never started. (sighs) Whatever. You're so cool. You guys are so cool (laughs) here in Arizona. Did Trump say we were going to get rid of... (laughs) I thought he did. That seems like a thing he'd say. I know. And I'm just so upset that he has not delivered. Like, A, what a weird thing (laughs) as a politician to take a stance on. Promise. And B, Trump would absolutely promise that. Yeah. Uh, Daylight savings for the record, gone. <laughs> for the record, I'm not positive he said that. <laughs> I just thought I heard. And somewhere. it sounds right. It sounds like something he you said. can check that. Yes. Don't tell anyone that Sheologians told you. Right. Because that's Did you know not, that Donald Trump was going to get rid of daylight savings. That's not how it went down. What it, he how it went hasn't down is, done it. I thought I heard that Donald Trump said he was going to stop it, and I I hope that he does. Deliver on that promise. Trump, if you didn't say it and you're listening. Please do so. Just do it. I don't know. Executive order. How does the presidency How work? How does that work with daylight savings? No one knows how anything Can works. the president just be like, it's 4 p.m. right now? Because <laughs> that's scary. That Yeah, maybe I don't. <clears throat> Trump, never mind. No, I'm not a statist, Keep you guys. Keep your hand out of time. <laughs> I take everything back. <laughs> Hi. Well, so... Last week was heavy a little mm-hmm. bit. Didn't mean for that to happen. So we're going to just keep up with that. Yep. <laughs> theme Here's what happened. We picked a bunch of episodes. I don't know if I already told you guys this. I maybe maybe I did. <laughs> maybe I did. Here it is. Um maybe Trump did it. We <laughs> we had a bunch of episodes pre-planned out <laughs> so that we could get thumbnails because the girl that makes our thumbnails is an artist and she had a baby. Yes. And so we didn't want her to have to worry about that. So what we kind of did was we were like, okay, so these are our our episode topics that we can deal with. Um, Which ones do you pick? And there were a few that were like, oh, that just sounds hard. (laughs) Right. So we were like, let's not do that one this week. What happens, though, when you do that is that you, you save get all the hard ones. You get five hard episodes all <laughs> all in a together, row, all next to each other. And then everyone. And we've just been really just sailing right towards the sun. Right. Just really flying high. I feel like I probably went there. Saying, I got a little scorched last last week. Saying things. Yep. Funny because I start out episodes and I'm like, I don't even, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Am I passionate about this? <laughs> By the end, and then I like, we're like, <laughs> capital punishment. <laughs> yeah. 
Welcome to Sheologians. Anyway. <laughs> Here we are. Um, this is a topic I do feel very strongly about. So I hope that I can do it in a helpful way. Yeah. But <clears throat> so again, when we... It's so weird. We can't stop talking about how we planned episodes because it's such a weird thing that we planned episodes. We had to do that a lot this year. Yeah. And it was just weird for us. It's right. not something we did ever before. <laughs> no. Yeah. And so when we were talking about, you know, we did the episode in February about relationship expectations. And we're like, well, we should also talk about self expectations. Which I really think is just another more accurate word for insecurities. Right. <laughs> and kind of how we deal with insecurities and where insecurity comes from. And the hair padding that we tend to do for each other that right. we should not do. And so I think <clears throat> just to define it, I don't know if you have a different definition because even though we planned on talking about this, we don't really share notes or ideas beforehand. I don't know yeah, if we should. Sometimes we do. I like, like hearing what you're just going to say on the fly. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I notice that we do talk, we talk too much about our topics before we come to the microphones. And it's almost like the best conversations we have end right. up not being recorded. Right. So I just haven't talked to you about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably better that way for this one. So I would say ungodly self-expectation would be any expectation that you put on yourself to look or behave in a way that God wouldn't and doesn't require. And a godly, <clears throat> essentially that that leads to insecurity. So a godly self-expectation would be any expectation that you look and behave in a way that God requires I would say those that kind of expectation does not lead insecurity. Mm -hmm. I would say it leads to fulfillment and a lack of insecurity because conformity to Christ is our entire purpose. And so becoming more like Christ and being made in his image is the goal. Like our whole purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And there's just nothing to be insecure about when you're doing that is that a good yeah definition agreed okay did you have a definition i just like we like you said we don't always talk about stuff yeah. and sometimes we come at things from a completely different angle oh yep it's really I interesting like yeah um we have in some ways we're very similar but then we're still two different people right that have different circumstances and perspectives and all that um so what I, when, when we were talking about like sort of, a, I was thinking about how to establish what insecurity was. Um, and I was just thinking about, I actually watched some of, um, I watched a few Ted talks Okay. about non unbelievers saying, right. Like talking about insecurity and where it comes and, from and essentially the, the opposite of insecurity is confidence. Okay. Um, so insecurity is the absence of confidence. Okay. According to the world. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, in a way, they are insecure. 
they're not. So if something is insecure, it's not safe. Um, so they're without a saving father instead of confidence rightly placed. They receive confidence from what they do, who they're with, how they feel, mm-hmm. how people make them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to confront insecurity, you have to confront things like beauty norms and toxic relationships and toxic phrases and, mm-hmm. um, your past, like seeking to find moments where you lost your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually a lot of people believe that you start out secure mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And at some point you lose that. Right. And you become more and more insecure. Um, so the reason why I kind of started from that point <laughs> And went and, you know, went the direction that we're going. It was just kind of, I was like, where do I want to start? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let's see what people are saying mm-hmm. about this. Right. Um, so here's the thing. If you're a believer, you are secure. Right. And you are with confidence. Yes. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that divide I was talking about last week about how like, okay, the unbelievers live in this kingdom, kingdom of darkness. Right. You live in this kingdom. So their reality, like they live in a, a, in darkness and right. as christians you should you shouldn't you live in a completely you have a different foundation right so whether or not you feel secure right you if you're a believer you are secure well and like you said so if you are secure which if you are a believer you are mm-hmm. um and you're feeling insecure that means that you have placed some sort of expectation on yourself mm-hmm. to be something extra that you that weren't is not, supposed to be. Right. That is not required and that you you really cannot have security in because it's not what gives you it's, security. Right. <laughs> it's not right. necessary for that. Right. Um, so I think yet again, we have taken a lot of our cues from the world here on how we handle um, self-expectation. I think that self-expectation is a forgivable very forgivable thing in our world. Um, we almost don't even recognize it. Yeah. Uh, I would venture to say myself included. Like there's plenty of conversations I've had where it's like you don't even like someone is like asking your advice or, you know, just talking about what's going on. And you don't even it's like you don't even realize I've done it, too, uh, just with my own self. Like you're you're laying down these heavy, heavy burdens and it's like you don't even realize that the things that you're failing at are not even <laughs> something that is up to you. And it's not even something that um, you like either you don't have to rely on your own strength for or it's not even required of you in the first place. Right. Um, and so I think that just has a lot to do with. um <sighs> How do I want to put this? I think it's a lot of self-focus. Yes. Um, and we don't even realize how much of a world, yes. a self-focused world that yes. we um, exist in. That's I think right. that, I think that insecurity has become like a very a regretfully, norm. it's become a female yeah. adjective. Yes. It's become an adjective that describes. Yeah. Women. And I've right. said it of myself. 
I've used it to describe myself for sure. Um, but the thing is, is I'm not right. Um, and and I think that where the hair padding come kind of comes in is that security is not insecurity is not fake. It's real. <laughs> um, women the are feeling of those a real things, feeling. Yeah. But hair padding is not the response. Right. That we're to give because right. if someone is telling themselves a lie, if someone says I'm insecure when they actually are secure, the right. response isn't, oh, you are good enough. Don't worry. Don't right. You don't need to confront the insecurity. You need to confront that it's a lie. Right. And that you are secure. Right. Um, obviously, there are nice ways of doing that. You don't need well, to go yeah. do that to everyone on your Facebook wall. Right. <laughs> but I mean, an obvious, easy example of, you know, when hair padding is really an unloving thing to do. And when the hair padding is really common is, you know, just get online and you'll see someone essentially confessing to a sin. Oh, I was such a bad mom today. I really exploded on my kids. I just need to talk to someone. I just need to tell you guys. I need to vent. This is what, you know, here's here's a list of all the ways I've just been so ugly today. And then you look in the comments and it's like you see the hair padding lies. Like, it's okay. We all mess up. You're the daughter of a king. You know, it's just like you're not actually helping this person like the truth would be more like something like you know what like I have done that too and it's really ugly and you should go confess that to your children and repent right like that would be beautiful but like going online I was talking about this a couple weeks ago like I think a sign of a disordered heart that's really insecure is you know, how we log on to the internet and make our complaints and our problems known to men. Right. Instead of doing what we're supposed to do, which is to make, to confess our sins, you know, to God and, and to take these things to God and make our requests known to God. And it's almost like we're fulfilling this, we're feeling insecure. So we need to be seen by men and heard by men and loved by men and applauded by men. And it's essentially turning to others to fulfill our needs instead of God. And so I think this is an example of how godly self-expectation and expectations that align with scripture lead to a sure-footedness, like a sure foundation and security that this insecurity does not lead to. So insecurity appeals to sinful felt needs. I need to be heard. I need to be listened to. I need to be seen. I need to be hair padded. But like security is a sign of someone who is taking their needs and their sins to God. And they don't need that to be seen by men, to be heard by men, to be loved by men because they're secure that they're taking this to God the Father and that he's going to be faithful and just. Um. And so I think we're living in a time where we're really seeing the fruit of the believe in yourself, make yourself generation that started in the 60s and 70s, you know, just all that like self-esteem garbage. And what I'm seeing, what my friends are telling me is a lot of the women that grew up in that time, their grandparents now, and they're just like miserable. I know so many adult women whose moms essentially drink themselves to sleep. They're unmarried. They're miserable. And so instead of enjoying 
the fruit of their labor in spending the last several decades like building a family, they're reaping what they've sown in loneliness. And it was just all about chasing the dream and chasing your happiness and making yourself and do whatever makes you happy. Just like this utter like self-obsession and endless self-searching. And what we're the fruit of that that we're seeing is this like misery and loneliness. And it's like this the self-esteem generation, like the fruit of that is showing. Yeah. Well, and we it's like I said, we we just believe that the this the chain of events is that as you grow older, your confidence, your security is taken away and removed from you and you have to do something to get it back you have to so like even in even in our in so even in this uh society that's been kind of warped by the self-esteem movement um it's still like insecurity is still seen as a thing to like get rid of right it's like not a good thing right but um they would say that for the wrong reasons right right and it's one of those weird things, kind of like guilt or shame, that we still like want to get rid to of. Have oh, we want to have it. Well, like because you know, it, yeah. Hence the hair padding. That's like right. we know that it's we know we should get rid of it. We know, especially if you're, if you are saved, and you read your Bible, right? You know that you're secure. If right. you're being shepherded by a church every week, right? You know that you're secure, right? Um. You know that you have confidence. You know that you have access to the Father. You know that He cares for you. You know that He hems you in. He knows, protects you, loves you, yes. cares for you. Um, keeps your tears in His bottle. Right, like the whole we, thing. Yeah, you know, the, you know you have that the stuff. most security you can ever have. Right. So that's why our issue here, primarily, is with the hair padding, because the hair padding means we want to get rid of it, but we're not going to give but you not the really. cure. Right. Oh, you so precious. Um, And honestly, it can feel rather than having to like turn in repentance from something Mm -hmm. like it is easier to just hear. Well, you know what? Like being a mom is a really hard job. Yeah, because it is. It's fine that you were so ugly and sinful today. It was right. What you had to do was hard. It's fine. (laughs) Like, what else do we do? What else do we do that with? Really? Like, these are big sins. Oh, yeah. Like. Well, and they like they can't they can't be confronted. You can't turn in repentance from something if you continue to feed yourself. It's okay. You had a hard day. It'll be better tomorrow. Just excuses, Um, excuses, excuses. Right. And it's just not um, I I, like in a weird way, even though we have confidence, even though we are secure. um, Insecurity is a. It's really like poisonous. Yes. It affects it affects you. Um your it, relationships. We like we just said, it keeps you from confronting sin right. potentially. Right. Obviously God sanctifies his people. It's not as though you're just lost in insecurity forever. He'll sanctify be, sanctify you of your sins. Um but yeah, it uh I think that I think it's just another example of us inappropriately borrowing from the world because we do love our sin, even though we know we shouldn't love it. Right. Um, we're saved. So we know 
it's bad we right. should issue it right but uh but because of how and it's you know it's it's I, I don't want to get, like, you know, the cultural impact of um, psychoanalysis and all that stuff is important. And we're still we're still responsible for right. our sin. We'll still stand right. before our judge, you know. Right. Um, but it is interesting. I think what's most interesting about it is that we really do think of it as just a normal thing. Right. When someone says, um, well, and, you know, here's kind of a... Here's kind of a serious one even like and maybe someone out there can relate like I'm afraid of dying and I'm afraid of someone I love dying. Mm -hmm. So like that is a form of insecurity and it yeah and it's serious and it's not. Yeah it's maybe maybe we would take it more seriously than like oh I need to lose 15 pounds you know. Right. Um, But that's insecurity in your mortality. Mm -hmm. It's you not trusting God that he's sovereign and has given you time on this earth as a gift right. to glorify him. And it's also, it's also ignoring that, um, God didn't, he didn't even give you that gift to glorify you. Right. It's to glorify himself. Um, right. and people will forget your name. Yeah. So don't be insecure about that right? <laughs> because they will let them forget and, your name. Right. The it's point okay. is for them to forget about it. Right. Um, will they forget the Lord's name? That's the important question. Right. And so that's the thing is that, and I wanted to point out that more serious thing. And I do know that a lot of ladies have fears about things happening to their kids. And Oh, that's a horrible. Um, I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. And like, just, you know, it's, it's not just women that have that thought, right. but we do tend to be worriers and we yeah. have this like nurturing side that is yeah. like, oh my gosh, I can never, I can't protect I can't, you in the way right. I wish I could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could take everything and nothing bad would ever happen to you. Right. Yes. But it's a, I mean, it's a common thing and there's your response to it. Mm -hmm. Like you're wrong. Who are you trusting in? Right. Right. And so, and the thing is, is that when you have those, um, when you have those insecure moments, of course it's appropriate to confess your sin to one another. Sure. That's like, that's a quote. Yeah. <laughs> Mark it down. <laughs> um, but there is a way, a proper way to confess your sin yeah. that indicates repentance right. and accountability. And I've said before on this show that how you ask for accountability indicates how much accountability you actually want to be in. That's right. So if you ask for accountability or if you confess your sins to a bunch of people on the internet that don't know you and they all live, they can't actually keep 300 you miles away. Right. Then maybe that indicates that you're not super ready to be accountable. Right. To that. So even in the issue of um, like with fears of dying or people being hurt or things like that, the proper the proper thing to do is is not to wallow in it mm -hmm. and it's not to believe the lie right that those things are true even though they feel very real and some of the things you imagine are possible yes um the appropriate practice there is to confess your sin to mm -hmm. one another but ultimately mm -hmm. confess your sin to god right um and you don't just have to say, I'm so sorry, I'm having such a hard time, like not being fearful over death and people being hurt. You can praise him, too, for his goodness. 
remind yourself of something that's true. Right. Um, it's not a it's not a good idea to just be like, I'm believing a lie. I'm so sorry. Right. Um, there is an appropriate way to it's in a way, insecurity. It's a very normal part of our fallen world. Yeah. And our reaction to it is really what is where like our faithfulness can be seen. Because right. I want to venture to say that women specifically, and I know men have their insecurities too, but I don't know what they are. Men and women are so different <laughs> uh, as I find out more and more every yes. day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> well, and no, I think it's good that you pointed that out because I really, it's like insecurity is that realization that you are not God. You are not meant to be worshipped. Right. But the the tension is that you want to be worshipped. Right. Oh, I wasn't a good enough mom today. Someone come worship me. Tell me that, no, I really am a good mom. Right. No, that's true. Um, And this really does go back to our discussion about God's law and freedom and how we're, we are transferred into the kingdom of God, that we are free unto good works. We shouldn't be saddled by good works. We shouldn't be weighed down by good works or our faith. Like we're supposed to love God and his law in a way that really does satisfy our souls. Like the psalmist says, we don't have to stay in bondage to the gospel of self-love and self-esteem. And we don't have to make ourselves worthy of worship. We don't have to weigh ourselves down with self-expectations and self-obsession like our expectation of ourselves should be that we glorify God, we love him and love our neighbor. And God has promised that he will sanctify us, which means we are going to be doing that more and more and more over time. Right. And I'm just not really sure that Christians believe and understand and then practically live out the idea that we are not of this world and that the things in the world and the behaviors of the world, they are in direct opposition to loving God. Like we should, we are citizens of a different and better kingdom. That means not like a different, an entirely different kingdom. Mm -hmm. And Christianity is not this thing that you, you just slap on, like you layer it on to like, the top of your normal life like your life is not this like seven layer bean dip right. like over here I've got my relationships and then like over here I've got my job and over here I've got my kids and over here I've got what I like to be entertained by and over here I've got my faith no like the Christian life is this holistic life your faith should inform the Bible pretty much says things. you can't be a citizen. There's no like there's dual no dual citizenship. citizenship. <laughs> there's no dual citizenship. And your faith informs every area of your life. It informs your responsibilities. It informs your role in the world. And it should be informing how and what you think about yourself. Right. If your faith is not informing those things and your fears and insecurities and complaints sound exactly like the world like something's wrong and you need to get your faith to start informing those right. things you now, distance yourself from accountability something right or you're a lot of times too i think with insecurity 
um, which this is the opposite of hair padding and the posting on Facebook is the secrecy that is sometimes involved in insecurity. Um, Cause sometimes when we know, like we know, Oh, that's not true. Um, but I still do want to hold on to it a little bit because I'm not actually confessing it to anyone. I'm not under any accountability and I'm going to keep it a secret and let it eat away at me for right. X amount of time. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that means 20 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm so, I, I so will not trust God with this. Right. Like, and it's like, it's not a secret from him. No, right. He, you can keep your secrets from people. You can keep insecurity hidden. Um, kind of. A lot of times people are more aware of your insecurities than First, you might think. Yeah, because people your that know you they bear fruit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so ultimately, uh, the there is still, like, pretty much regardless of the circumstance, regardless of how you're being insecure, we still refer back to that appropriate way right. to get rid of insecurity. Right. Um, it's a lie. Right. And so you call it a lie. Right. You tell yourself it's true. Right. Now, sometimes the truth might be that you were a bad mom today. Yes. That might be the truth. The truth might be that you need to ask your kids for forgiveness. Right. And then you need to make sure that you're not staying up at night saddling yourself with guilt. Like, right. true confession and repentance to God is not going to weigh you down with guilt. Right. Um, it's going to be a rightly ordered heart that confesses and repents. Um, and so I know mom guilt, you know, everybody wants to talk about mom guilt. And it's like the answer to mom guilt isn't to pretend when you're a horrible mom that that's OK because you're a human. It's it's not OK to sin. Right. However, the good news is you have a heavenly father who loves you and will forgive you for these sins. You are. The sins are forgiven on the cross through Christ and you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to repentance and change. This is the good news. That good news will not weigh you down with guilt. So no, sweetheart. If you are riddled with guilt over things you have confessed, this is a whole other That's this a whole is a other whole <laughs> other thing. Yes. And it is a form of insecurity. Yes. It means that you don't you're believe not believing that you're secure. Right. You're not <laughs> believing that God will God has forgiven you your sins and right. that the Holy Spirit, like you confess and you repent and you turn, and the Holy Spirit is going to there will be fruit right. from that. Um so the answer is not always, hey, you're a really great mom. And I get that. Like, I I always have to fight the lie that, like, I'm just a terrible mom. Because, honestly, the root of that thought in my life is disbelief in God's sovereignty. Because I, when I see my kids doing things, behaving in a way that needs to change, and I'm like, well, why haven't I, why haven't I been able to change this? Or why haven't I been able to, you know... I make myself God essentially. Right. And that's that's a that's a lie. And so I have to fight that battle of unbelief essentially that God is sovereign. He's sovereign over their lives. I just need to be faithful and do what I'm called to do and the results are up to God. Right. And so yeah, so that I'm not trying to sh like that's the thing is it's almost like the world says well, unless you just tell everyone they're enough and they're beautiful and they're good, then you're shaming people. Well, you know, 
there I have two answers to that. Number one, sometimes you should feel shame. There's an appropriate kind of shame. Yeah. But for the Christian, when we feel that, we should be spurred into repentance. Right. And a repentant believer is not guilty. Yeah. Like that's just not <laughs> that's not where you're at. Um and so again, I just think people are not allowing their faith to inform all areas of their lives and we're not thinking about how we speak. We're not thinking about essentially the evil of making our complaints known to men all day long. Like I I love you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. If you really are struggling cuz you think you were a bad mom today, you need to run to Christ. And that's not a blind maxim. Run to Christ because he is the one who forgives you of your sins. Right. He is the one that grants you repentance and life. He is the one who's going to empower you to change. So if you really want to change, you're not going to spend your time just complaining to people on the internet. You're going to go to the one who can do this work in your life. Right. And I just don't believe your supposed guilt and insecurity if you're taking it to strangers on the internet or people you know on the internet, I don't care, and you're not taking it to Christ. Right. Because that's who well, you that's, should be taking it to. I mean, and in many cases, that's why the shame still stays. Right. right. Because you confess to strangers. Right. And not to God. That's you right. haven't confessed to the person you actually wronged. That's right. Um, Whether that be 300 yep. people or one very little short person. <laughs> right. Um. Right. But yeah, I don't um I guess I guess this isn't even a caveat, but I, like I do I do want to say that like it's of course it's it's okay to like set goals and improve yourself <laughs> and um like that's not insecure. Um there's a moment when you can be insecure about things that you you don't need to do that aren't involved in your salvation and your faithfulness. Um, yeah, so, I really don't care if you want to lose some weight or dye your hair. Like well, so, that's fine. And so the point is, is that like that that stuff can take over. If it takes over, you know, you know, like I'm not gonna hair pat you. Mm -hmm. You know, you. Kn I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, right. We all know. When losing 15 pounds becomes like, can I eat 500 calories today? Right. It's how you think if you're you going to get worship. That, you know. Right. It's how you think you're going to make yourself worthy of worship. If you mess up and you have to flog yourself for eating a brownie at the end of the day. Right. You know. Something that else there is going is on a, here. Yes. Um, so here's the thing. If you can do those things, but if you're in Christ, um, you're already... You're already purchased. God is faithful to sanctify you. Yeah. Um, to glorify himself. <laughs> right. Um, and we're supposed to cast our cares On upon him. him. Yeah. We do not need to spend our lives um, feeling unworthy or weak or fearful. Right. All those things are a denial. Yes. Of Christ's work. That's right. They are a denial of the crucifixion. Right. If you spend your life feeling unworthy, weak, fearful, you are in, you are living in opposition to what the Bible says you in are. regards to how you're supposed to live. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, and what you are, what your identity is. Right. So I just this constant need to make yourself worthy of worship is really the I think the crux of a lot of insecurity. Right. It's like the goal of your life is not to become more loved by men and, you know, get all the attention that you can get. That's self-seeking. It's self-serving and it sets yourself and, it, and it's endlessly disappointing. That's why people get so upset when they are trying to lose weight and, oh, no, they ate a brownie. It's like, oh, no, I'm not getting any closer to my goal of being worthy of worship like a god wouldn't mess well this and up. if the reason why if the reason why like there's so there's so much that can go into something like that like if the reason why you're eating a brownie is because you're a glutton and you can't stop eating you need to take that to god right there is like <laughs> like we don't need to be insecure because we have security but without god we are insecure yes so if you so you have security, if you find yourself not bringing something to the feet That's right. of the Lord, That's then right. you're trying to do it on your own. Right. And that means you're living like the world. Right. Who is insecure. Right. They don't have anyone to put. Right. That before. Right. And just think about what it does to your relationships. Like if you're just cons- constantly insecure I mean, just you're no fun to be around because you're going to put this expectation on other people essentially that they worship you. When you're feeling insecure, it's because you want more worship. Right. You're, you're not, not looking the way to that Christ. I want. You're right. People don't respond to me the way I want. I don't get the attention I want. Well, and that goes I don't back get the to worship the, I want. That goes back to that's what the world believes about losing confidence. And as you like confidence and insecurity are on the sliding scale so like the more confidence you have the less insecurity you have right and vice versa and so that is why people people have to like the world has to confront mean things that were said or things they were taught about themselves they have to confront those things because they have to restore the self-esteem like, right. the confidence that you are beautiful you are good you are worthy it's you 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 right. you you because you have to be something worthy of worship. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping idols. And your biggest idol is yourself. Right. And so it does. It negatively affects relationships when you are consistently insecure. Because essentially you're demanding that the people around you worship you. Right. Even I think going and on the internet. Are, they're probably busy worshiping themselves. <laughs> they're too busy worshiping themselves to worship you. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, just, that's, I think pe- that's, that's why people will let you down. Right. Because they're people. But they're I mean, sinners. that's like the weird thing that happens on the internet where people are just like, oh, I, oh, I wasn't good enough today. Right. Oh, I did this today. It feels so bad. It's like you need people to come around and worship you and right. tell and hair pat you and tell you you're beautiful and you're good and you're all these things. You're just looking for worship right and i think it becomes confusing particularly in female circles because we are communicators right um and sometimes that line gets blurred between i just need someone to talk to um and doing that thing where you're looking for worship right and it's not wrong to want to talk to people or talk through things that's not what i'm condemning at all I would question, though, if you consistently need other people to come and give you that worship of you're beautiful, you're okay, 
Like, I really think you need to analyze where that's coming from. Right. Is it really harmless? It can be. I'm not talking is not a bad thing. Communicating right. is not a bad thing. So this is not a a blank condemnation on sharing problems. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But I'm saying if this is a constant thing you need to do, I would say it would be worth analyzing where that's coming from. Um, are you just looking for worship? Uh, have you taken this to the Lord? Do you are you living in unbelief that right. God isn't sufficient? Yeah. If you haven't taken it to the Lord, it means you're insecure and you're okay with it. Right. You, you probably don't like it. I'm not saying you like you the way You don't enjoy the feeling, feels, but you're not willing to change. But you're not actually like seeking security. Right. right. So <laughs> I had something else to say, but I also am not pregnant. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I just uh, another thing that's just like weird that I hear sometimes is that, that I think is a weird... And I don't have, this isn't a fully fledged thought yet. Maybe you have the answer. Maybe I should stop this recording now. <laughs> but I think sometimes insecure. Maybe we should have done that last week. Maybe. Too. Who knows? Let's fly back <laughs> to the sun. Here we go on our Here chariot. Come. Um, I think sometimes insecurity manifests itself in a, in a bravado or like a false humility. So like people who are like, oh, I'm just... I'm so much of this thing and it really just intimidates people because I'm just so much of this thing. Right. And I need to, people want me to tone down this, my awesomeness because it really just like intimidates them. And, you know, girl, it's almost like, you know, the, the LGBT community is always like, let your freak flag fly. That's like their thing. That's like mm -hmm. what their catchphrase. But then, like, in the Christian community, it's like, don't let any man be intimidated by how great you are. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It's like this weird manifestation of I don't even know what, and I right. don't understand it. Well, I think there is, like, there's a version of it that's, like, quirky and kind of self-deprecating, and it makes you re relatable. There's, like, like, a relatable part of it. Like, uh -huh. oh, I just know that. I mean, I like <laughs> I like self-deprecating jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I try to not do them from a place of insecurity. That being said, you guys may have even heard me do that on this show. <laughs> um, that's not OK. I'm not saying I did it. So you do it, too. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is a I think especially in our current culture, we sort of appreciate the person who's honest enough to say they suck. You right. know, but only in the most relatable way. But then sometimes it's like people are just so intimidated by how great I am. Or like, you know, the women who are like, men don't want to date me because I know theology. And I'm just like, what is happening? This is a very awkward feeling for me right now. I, I do think that comes from insecurity. And I don't quite know how to explain it I don't, either. It's like, well, if somebody doesn't want to date you. I think sometimes... Honestly, as a person who was single for a very long time, yeah, um, there is a question kind of always in the back of your head, which is, what's wrong? With is me? there something wrong with me? Sure, please tell me. You're not telling me, <laughs> like, and that is insecure, right? But then if it's like, is it how awesome I am? Is it how smart I am? Well, so the thing is, is, is it how beautiful for I am? Ten years, I heard about how awesome I was, and I can't believe that you're single. Well, that's rude. and so I was like, I was like. 
is it you're not telling me there's something but there's something there's something wrong with me and so the, like if somebody doesn't even want to that date thought, you though even that thought though is insecure right and 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 like having harboring that thought and yeah. keeping that thought and being like there is something wrong with me and people just won't tell me yeah or like they're afraid it'll be awkward yeah or there's something that maybe like needs to improve right that's all totally speculative yeah and it's totally outside of your expectation right like the expectation for you like you should you should strive to be a good marryable woman mm-hmm. that's great um not everyone gets married that's so fine. that falls outside of the expectation of what it means to be faithful. Right. Um, now, there are certain circumstances where you should be married. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if those are the things. Right. Be faithful in that way. Right. But I do think that there I do think that comes from a from like a very deep seated insecurity. And I that's just at least maybe someone can relate. But that's at least like yeah. what it would have meant for me. Yeah. And it comes across. I think there's also there is some bitterness that can kind of accompany thoughts like that like what is wrong with me and then nobody ever has an answer for you and so you're like oh well it's society and like men don't know how to approach women now and to an extent some of that is true right and so like I don't know but all of that is just a flurry of of thoughts just going through your head yeah they're never taken to God right so there is it's insecurity why am I not married is there something wrong with me Yes, right. there's something wrong with you. You're being sanctified. There's something wrong with everybody. Um, <laughs> yes, there is something wrong with yes, you. Yes, there is something wrong with you. Heard here on Sheilogians. And so, in a weird way, maybe, maybe that <laughs> that'll be on our next shirt. Yes, yes there is something, something wrong, wrong with you. you. <laughs> um, be sanctified. But yeah, and it's not that like insecurity is not um. It, I don't know. It's not like a. It's not the cardinal sin that we don't hate you for it. I'm if anything, I hope you guys hear what I'm saying right now and that I can relate a lot, especially in that area of feeling insecure. Um, And it took me a long time to get real with that insecurity, which was that like you, you are seeking this thing above God. Right. Um, and, and what you really believe here is that God doesn't take care of your needs, which is the definition of being unsafe. Right. God doesn't take care of me. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, however it's manifesting. Right. Sometimes you're not aware of it. And sometimes, you know, again, this is uh, I, f- I feel like we have said this so often the, f- the past few weeks. But like if you're saved, I trust God to right. take care of you. Yeah. Um. I there were I had those thoughts for so long that I thought like this is just my life you know right. and then all of a sudden I, literally <laughs> all of a sudden it was just like <laughs> it was it was in this thing I it took me forever to go to God with it and then I went to God with it and it was this like outpouring and I just remember like since then I have not doubted that God takes care of me right and just so you know it wasn't because I got married. <laughs> right. That didn't happen when I got married. Right. That happened well before I got married. Right. Um, but I don't know. It just, it, um, I, I think insecurity boils down to a lot. Yeah. If you don't like, if you feel unsafe, if you feel unsure, if you feel like God's not doing X, Y, Z, that's insecurity. It manifests as a trust issue. 
um, an issue of belief. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But but for security, my point is, I guess, is if you, you want to feel secure, um, you have it. Yeah. You're free. Yeah. To it. Right. <laughs> um, and you need to go to the Lord. Right. Every time. And it'll be hard. And you'll have to have help. And you will have to, like, with some stuff, especially, like I mentioned, like the fear of something happening to a family member. Yeah. That's not just going to go away. Right. You're, but you have to give it to God every yeah, single time. All the time. And it's work. Right. And I think, I think that insecurity, ultimately, the sign of security is that, like, I'm not really concerned with how I appear before men. I'm concerned with how I appear before God. Right. And this weird, like, oh, look at me. People think I'm so smart. Or, oh, look at me. I need to change my appearance so people think I am so hot. Right. It's all just different forms of insecurity manifesting itself and a desire for yourself to be worshipped. Right. Um, and so we just really need to watch out for that and look at the fruit of lives that have been lived in pursuit of your best self now, your right. happiest self now, your best looking self now. Like I really do. I've just been hearing so much lately about people, people my age talking about, you know, my mom's so sad all the time and here's what she's doing. She's drinking a lot. She's, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, and she divorced and she divorced <laughs> and she, you know, just these things, these lists of things that really I think were the fruit of the self esteem generation of the find your own happiness, make your own self. Um, and that includes if you're a Christian, find your own happiness. Right. Like that's what that included. Right. It created a whole movement of churches that said, God is over here. Chase you're over here. Make yeah. yourself happy. Yeah. It's dangerous stuff. So, <laughs> this was <laughs> anything else fun? Um, do we have a ha uh, what have you been listening to lately? Music. Do you listen to music anymore? What do you listen to? I do. I've been listening to a lot of hymns. Okay. By who? Um, this is not I am not endorsing this singer, but um I've been having, I don't know, like just it's just been easy to like have an album of hymns that I like the version of. Oh and yeah. It's nothing like too uh, vibrato. Yeah. <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. I don't necessarily endorse Chris Rice's theology. Sure. But he does have a good um, album of like modernized hymns. He also, yes. I think he, I personally think he has a very unique, nice voice and yeah. harmonizes well. Yeah. Um, and, Mostly I just listen to that, like, I guess if we're talking about insecurity, just security, like in moments where I kind of feel like yeah, things are out of control and mm -hmm. I'm praying and I just need to like focus my mind on something. Like mm -hmm. it's very, it's just easy to focus on music. Yes. And so if you can focus on something that is above. Wow. Your answer is so sanctified. <laughs> Good for you. I've been trying really hard. <laughs> um, there's also a podcast I was listening to, but oh. I'm not going to tell you what it is on air. I found a, a podcast called Femsplainers that's really interesting oh. because it's these like 
liberal leaning, intelligent women professor ladies okay who are like the feminist movement needs help and it's really interesting to listen from their point of view but also i've just been listening to a lot of kings of leon so yeah that's okay i also listen to um uh, probably who i listen to the most is seven i don't know that's matthew's favorite seven he's a christian rapper okay never heard of him um he has yeah. a great, he has a very cool, intense testimony okay. and he's a cool guy. We found out that he like is a fan of Apology Radio and Exciting. he's like a, he's like a reformed, like solid dude. Okay. And he is, I don't know a lot about rap, but he's <laughs> yeah. good. He's a little, um, I probably shouldn't have said that on here. Um, he there may be things in there that you think are inappropriate, but have a nice I day. I know he's safe. Have a nice he's day. He's like super solid <laughs> and he is really good. And I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not going to make a, we're not going to talk about the thing I'm talking about right now. Nope. We're not done. On okay. Hey guys, if you want to early release episodes, I don't even know what you said that was wrong. I said his name. Now they're going to look it up and be like, do you know he says this word? Oh. <laughs> I'm not getting into that, guys. Are you going to tell on? No. Okay. All right. Well, hey, Um, I hope this episode somewhat encouraged you or maybe pushed you to think about your insecurities differently, Um, maybe encouraged you to take them to the cross instead of the internet. I don't know. Something like that. Um, maybe I hope we didn't fly too close to the sun, just a little bit close to the sun. Cause that's what we do. Um, so if you want access to early release episodes and other Patreon only content, and if you want to help us keep our mics on every time you take a glass of water, please consider. And every then, time you take a glass <laughs> every of water. Every time you take it. Take we it are... up to your bedroom. <laughs> do you do that? That old lady thing. I totally am becoming an old lady where like, <laughs> before I go to bed, I have to like, prepare to bring so much water yeah and then mine's usually a gallon like so much water like my husband knows if I like if he's downstairs because I got upstairs first or something I'll be like I need all of the water and he knows what that means right like don't come upstairs with less than 40 ounces of water if you come up with a regular glass (laughs) of water yeah then you're going to have to go back downstairs gonna, and get see, more. You might as you're well going to have to go down there 40 more times. Bring all of the water. <laughs> um, it's like just an, how did I get onto this? Oh, so every time you drink all the water, <laughs> please consider partnering with us on Patreon for six bucks a month. You can help us keep the mics on. I don't even know if you want that after this episode, but we want that. <laughs> even if you don't want it, please keep drinking water. Yes. Just drink all the water, you guys. Eric. And... <laughs> We will see you next week. Tell me where the light is. Gold line's gonna tell me.